Welcome to the Mom to Mom podcast. Our hope is that this monthly podcast will provide both encouragement and practical help as you move forward in raising the next righteous generation. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome back, moms. Today we have the opportunity to hear from Rebecca Unruh. She has been married to her husband, Bevan, for almost 35 years. They have two adult children and five grandchildren. Bevan is the pastor at Seabreeze Church in Huntington Beach, California. Rebecca has been faithful to help her husband with the ministry he is a part of and has held many various roles in the church through the years. Today, we're going to be talking to Rebecca about a topic that is familiar to many moms, worry. Rebecca, can you start out by telling us a little more about your story? Sure. I was raised in the South. Most people went to church. My parents sang in the church choir. My church had stunning architecture, stained glass windows, beautiful music. I believed what I heard about God, but God seemed very far away. He was real to me, but unreachable. His existence did not impact my life. By the time I was a senior in high school, I knew I wasn't living right. I felt guilty and ashamed, and I didn't like it, but I didn't know any other way. One day, I got invited to a Christian retreat with a group called Young Life. It was a ski retreat, and I thought that sounded fun, so I went. During the day, we did ski, and in the evenings, we learned what it really meant to be a Christian. I learned that God is high and mighty, but he is also near and accessible. I learned that God loves and forgives the world, but he also loves and forgives me. During that week, I asked for forgiveness for my sins, turned from my own way of living, and began to follow Jesus. My life did a 180, and I'm so grateful that God opened my eyes. From that time in my life, when I was 17 years old, I've made a point of reading the Bible, praying, and asking God what changes He wants to make in my life. He gives me direction and shows me how I am trusting in myself or my circumstances instead of Him. And that leads us to the subject of worry. Thanks for sharing your testimony, Rebecca. This is really um, a hot topic for women because we we all have things to worry about. <laughs> and um, and I just, as, as a mom, I think I have never had more opportunities to worry and, or opportunities to not worry, right. <laughs> to choose yes. not to worry <laughs> than when I first had my first child. Um, So I'm really excited to hear what you have to say about how God has, through a relationship with him, has helped you deal with worry. So um, what can you tell us about how, what worry looks like in your life? Well, I can tend to worry about just about everything. And the reason that I developed a talk on worry is not because I am good at it, but because I am bad at it. It was something that I really needed to think about and work on. Before, during, and after working on this talk, it is still something that can consume me if I let it. 
it is natural for me to go around and around with the things happening in my life rather than to stop and pray and ask God to help me. I worry about things like health, people, their choices, offenses, the future, relationships, finances, just everything, all kinds of things. Something new every day to worry about. Yes, uh, I make it a point not to read the news at the end of the day. Good idea. <laughs> My husband reads the news at night, and I always think, how can you do that? <laughs> but so describe for us the imagery of worrying that you have come up with that you know that you use to help you work through okay. that. Okay. Yeah. Well, I love pictures. They really help me a lot, and their pictures are worth a thousand words, as they say. I can remember an image and it helps me to remember a whole concept. So I came up with two images on worry. The first image is called worry in the wings. So imagine a stage with curtains on the sides like at a theater and you are the audience. The stage represents your life. The worry of the day is on center stage capturing all your attention. But you want that day's worry to leave the stage and to leave it empty of worry. You think that if you can just get that circumstance to change, everything will be okay. There will finally be peace. Eventually, this current worry does leave the stage, but just as it exits the stage, a new worry takes center stage, consuming your attention. It was in the wings, waiting for its cue. Now this worry is all you can see, hear, or think about. Again, you think, I need to get rid of this worry, then I can be at peace. But just as soon as this worry passes, the next one enters from the wings, and this happens over and over and over in your life. It never stops. Circumstantially, it's like worries just line up and present themselves one after another as if on cue. And sometimes there's more than one worry at a time, as we all know. Worries tend to follow one right after another. There's no break for you. So that's the image. The first image is a stage with worry in the center and the next worry just waiting in the wings. Hearing you say this imagery, it really actually is creating anxiety as I listen to you. <laughs> because it's so true. It's always, there's always like, there's a new worry. And then I think, what was I worried about yesterday? I was so worried and I can't even remember, but now I'm worried about this today. So what is your image okay. that you have a, another one for next helping image. us? The next image is what I call a worry go round. Worry thoughts remind me of a merry-go-round, and not the kind at Disneyland with pretty horses, the fun kind, but rather the kind that make you sick to your stomach. Thoughts come back around and back around to the same thing. I think, what am I gonna do about this? Maybe I'll do this, maybe this, maybe this. No, no, no. <laughs> I churn and I get a little sick and dizzy and I hang on for dear life, but I go nowhere. I put out a lot of energy going in circles, but make no progress. If you think about it, merry-go-rounds are not modes of transportation. 
you don't get on a merry-go-round to go somewhere. They are deceptive devices designed to appear to provide movement without doing any such thing. Worry-go-rounds are the same thing. When we worry, we work really hard, we spend really fast, but we don't make any progress. We go nowhere fast. So the worry-go-round is the second image. Okay, well, how does that look? Yeah, are you really worried? Yeah. <laughs> You're I think I got a little bit calmer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but I... Um, yeah, so what is it? what has it looked like in your state? I think, I guess we defined what worry looks like. You know, it's something that's always there and there's and it's, it's constant um, and it makes us sick to our stomachs and we feel trapped. We don't feel like we can make progress. So what are some of the things that you as a mom have worried about over the years? Okay, well, my kids are grown now, but if I think back, there was lots of worry when my kids were younger. We had two kids and they were very different from each other. Besides being a girl and a boy, our son struggled from ages zero to three. What I say happened is he lived his teenage years during that time and then he was good to go. But for those first three years, it was hard not to worry about how his life was going to go. And it ended up going really well, but we did not know that when he was zero to three. Then our daughter had her difficulties beginning right at the end of eighth grade. She was more outgoing and she was vulnerable to peer pressure. She struggled with rebellion and had a harder time deciding if the ways of God were really for her. The culture appealed to her and this made for some scary, hard, anxious years. So with our son and our daughter, the struggle for me was where is this behavior going to take them? I would get my straight edge out and draw a line from their worrisome heart, their worrisome attitude, or their worrisome behavior of the day, and I would draw that line out into the unknown future and it would lead to disaster. I was afraid they would make choices that would lead them to bad places. And I felt limited in my ability to help them, especially my daughter, as her choices were bigger and more life-altering since she was older. My straight-edge approach definitely factored God out. So what I hear you saying is when we worry, we're really looking at the future. And we're making some assumptions about what's going to happen in the future. Yeah. But we really don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. we, we, we extrapolate out from what's happening today. and It can be pretty scary. Okay. So how have you been able to um, manage worry in your life? I say manage because it doesn't sound like we ever get rid of it. <laughs> but we can learn to to live in a way that that we can deal with worry and have an enjoyable life. Right. Yeah, this is what I thought about because I realized it's just one worry after another, like that, that stage image. And I can live my whole life so in a ball. So if you think about it, life is just pretty much one overwhelming feeling, circumstance after another. 
When one circumstance is over, the next one is right on its tail. I can't predict the circumstances, but I can anticipate that the next crazy, unbelievable, impossible, worrisome situation is coming. And that's just life. If my peace is dependent on my circumstances being good, I live in a perpetual state of dependence on good circumstances. That is a precarious and nerve-wracking way to live. I can try to make good decisions instead of bad decisions, but I still do not have total control of my life. Is it possible to not have control of the circumstances that come into our lives and yet to not worry? It doesn't feel like it, but according to what the Bible says, yes, what needs to change is me, not my circumstances. My circumstances are in many ways impossible for me to control. In the Bible, there are some great verses on worry. God knows this is a struggle for us, and he wants to free us from worry. Worry is not pleasant. I don't like to worry just don't seem to be able to help it sometimes. It's not how I want to spend my life though. My favorite verses on worry are in Philippians 4, 6-7, which says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And a paraphrase of that same verse that I really like goes like this. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness Everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. This is a classic verse on worry. It is a command, not a suggestion. It says, be anxious for nothing. It doesn't say, Try as hard as you can. I know it's hard, but do your best. At least be only a little anxious. According to Philippians 4, 6-7, we can choose whether or not to live worried lives. I'm becoming more and more convinced the older I get that I could live and die worried, that the lineup of worries waiting in the wings is never-ending. But these verses cover it all. They say, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The way to peace is by giving to God every worry that enters my stage. That is such a great truth. It, so what you're saying is instead of, worry, instead of looking at the circumstances, focusing on the circumstances, what you do is you're focusing on God. 
and who he is mm -hmm. and leading yeah. your mind yeah to really choose to and focus on that peace comes from the circumstance hasn't necessarily changed just your focus mm -hmm. that's really helpful well what are some more practical steps we can take to stop worrying we know that life is just one worry after another, each on center stage, demanding our attention. The worry-go-round is the fast track to nowhere. We know this, and the Bible tells us we don't have to do it. So, there's some steps that you can take to stop, to stop worrying. Step number one, do a leap of faith off the worry-go-round. <laughs> do what Philippians 4, 6-7 says to do. And you have to do it over and over again. Get on the faith go-round. When I am worried, I need to ask God for help. When I do a leap of faith off the worry go-round, I give my problems to the one who is in charge and who loves me, the one who can actually do something. If I think I am in charge, I will no doubt worry a lot. But I'm not in charge, God is. It's actually arrogant of me to think that I am in charge. Being stuck on the worry-go-round often looks like this when I'm stuck on the worry-go-round. I have a problem, I try to solve it, I can't. I have a problem, I try to solve it, I can't. The faster I can get to the realization that I am not in control, the faster I will get to the peace that surpasses all comprehension, which is what that verse says, will happen. Maybe I can stop in the middle of a worried moment, a worried circumstance, and I can pray something like this. God, I don't know what to do with my kids or whatever your problem is. I will do the work I need to do, but I can't see how it's going to work out. I don't even know how it should work out. I don't control the past or the future or even this moment. You do. Thank you that you're in charge and I'm not. I give this problem to you. So that's step number one. Do a leap of faith off the worry-go-round. And it's interesting to me that really that is what putting your faith in Christ is. When we become Christians, we say, God, you are in charge of our lives. You, you're the leader. You're, you're the one who's going to, um, I'm going to live for you, God. But this is actually the day in, day out, practical um, steps to actually living that truth out in faith. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, just jumping, jumping off and, and catching yourself. I, I realize I'm spinning, I'm spinning around and I'm not getting anywhere and I'm worrying. Nothing's happening here except I'm getting more and more upset. And so stop that spinning and get off that merry-go-round. So that's step number one. Okay. And then step number two is get perspective. Take a walk, read the Bible, Think of all the things not going wrong. Replace worried, life-sucking thoughts with faith-filled, life-giving thoughts. Right after the verses above are some verses that help with perspective. Philippians 4, 8, and 9 says, 
Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence, and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things, the things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. So these verses give us a list to work through when we're struggling with worry. I recommend, I recommend memorizing them. When I'm worried, I use this list to give me perspective. I'll just go through those words. Can I think of something true? Can I think of something honorable? Can I think of something right, pure, and so on? And it does shift your thoughts. And then the other thing I think about is what have I learned from others whose lives I can imitate? What do they do when their lives are overwhelming? How has God worked things out for them? That is what I should allow my mind to dwell on and to pull at and to fiddle with. Replace those worry thoughts with thoughts of truth. So one of the things I'll just do sometimes when I'm worried is go on a walk. And one of the reasons it gives me perspective is that it reminds me as I'm out walking outside and I look at the big blue sky, I re I'm reminded of how big God is, that he is great and he can handle whatever my problem of the day is. And that gives me perspective. Philippians 4.19 says, And my God will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. When I'm dealing with worries that seem out of control and too big to handle, remembering that God is in charge and has all power and all resources helps me to transfer trust from wobbly circumstances to a solid God. So that's step number two, get perspective. So as you were talking about that, I was thinking of the word meditation. Mm -hmm. And we don't use that very much okay. in our culture, but really the idea of meditation is what you think on. And what you're describing is, well, we're going to think about something. Are we going to meditate on our worries or are we going to meditate on God and his truth and what what he says about life and how he sees life and that that is that takes that takes some work mm -hmm. to do yeah so but I, I love what you said about going on walks I, I love to take walks and what I love about walks is just I get to see God's beauty I just mm -hmm. look up at the sky and just see the the picture in the sky that God's painted mm -hmm. every day it, it changes and that really does lift my spirits too. Yeah, because your circumstance of the day that's bothering you, it, it gets out of perspective. And I think that's one of the things we think that problem is the biggest thing in the world. So you step outside your door and you look up at the sky and everything's still there, the birds are still chirping, and it reminds you that your problem is not the biggest thing in the world and that there are bigger things going on and God has even bigger things under control. Mm -hmm. There is a, a psalm that says, though the mountains fall into the sea, that they, God will still be in charge. I'm totally paraphrasing that, but that is, that is a scripture that helps me think, okay, 
God is in charge even if yeah. things happen yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> that, um, that I you know, was not expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, so step, um, what's the next step in your worry okay. plan? The next step has two things in it. It's focus on right now. And there are two things that I need to do in order to focus on right now. I need to, number one, do something. And number two, don't do nothing. So, do something. Matthew 6.34 says, So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Isn't that true? (laughs) This moment's problem requires my full attention. Be all in, one situation at a time, is what that verse says to me. The more worrisome the situation, the more laser-pointed I need to focus jump into the moment and give it my all, then move on to the next thing. Block out everything but what is happening right now. That is where God will meet me and help me. When I'm worrying, I very rarely actually live in the present moment. I'm looking back and regretting and worrying or looking ahead and worrying. I'm not here now, but in reality, The only place I ever actually am is here now. I need to take it one thing at a time and ask God for help with that. This is where I have found on occasion the peace of God which surpasses all comprehension. One of the things we've been talking about lately, some of my friends will will just tell each other, do the next right thing. And that's, that's a really helpful little phrase that relates to this step. And then secondly, under focus on right now, is don't do nothing. It sounds like the same thing as do something, but it's really different. Um, sometimes when I feel overwhelmed with worry, I will proca- procrastinate. I don't get started on the solution because I'm stalling. Instead of doing the next right thing, I get stuck on the worry-go-round. Going around on the worry-go-round feels like progress, but it's not. We've talked about that. Progress is taking the next right step. What is that step? Don't do nothing. Do the next right thing. So step number three is focus on right now. Do something. Don't do nothing. Oh, that's so great. I, I, I do love that scripture that you mentioned. And, and Jesus was giving us the key to really dealing with worry. And it, I remember in another part of the scripture, it says that in this world, you will have trouble, mm-hmm. but take heart. I have overcome the world. So Jesus really is saying like, I get it. There's trouble. Mm-hmm. And here's the clue. Focus on today. Yeah. Because, you know, the future is unknown mm-hmm. and we have enough to worry about today. And I love what you're saying about doing the doing what you can. Right? And that helps me because, it, okay, what can I do right now? I can do these things. I can't do these things. I don't know what to do here. So I'm just going to trust God with what the next right step is. And then it gets me off of the, the worry go round. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, ha- I recently had an experience of procrastination. Mm-hmm. 
I, I get into that. I, I think, oh, I'm so worried. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And then I, so then I procrastinate and then I don't do the next thing I have to do. And recently I was kind of teaching my son to procrastinate <laughs> because we were worried about this science project that he has due. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so we were just, we we're just trying to figure out what to do. And I, you know, we, it was really helpful when we said, okay, what's the first thing we have to do? And then we focused on the first thing and then we did the next thing and we just divided up the project into steps and just kept doing the next step. And as we did the next step, we realized, oh, we don't have to worry. We're just, we're, as long as we're taking the steps that we need to do, then we can trust God to help us with what we don't know, what we're, what we don't know that we need to do. Mm-hmm. But we just need to keep being faithful to do the task at hand. Yeah. And we are almost finished with our science project. <laughs> and I say our science project because <laughs> I'm helping him. So I feel responsible for it, even though it's his. Um, he, you know, so he's learning this, and it's been a good, good, um, just, just a good exercise in yeah. doing yeah. that. That, that's a great example of procrastination and how that you get into worry when you're procrastinating because you're thinking of all those steps that need to be taken. You're not thinking of just that one next step. And I do that too on projects. Um, I'll just keep kicking it down the road and not get started. And then often when I finally do get started, it's not as bad as I thought. And that that is so common that it does motivate me to go ahead and get started on things and to stop to get off the worry go round. it's just no fun to be there um the other thing i heard you say is well there's things that we can do and those are the things that we need to take responsibility for and then there's things that we need to really ask god for help mm-hmm. and we need to know which which areas how to categorize those things. Mm-hmm. Put that in that box and this in this box. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's helpful too in yeah. organizing because you, you can get really confused with the feeling, the feelings mm-hmm. and the emotions, but stopping and thinking, mm-hmm. well, what is God's, what's mine? Yeah, because sometimes we worry about things that are just way too big for us. We don't have the control to manage mm-hmm. things working out like, that's one thing, you know, I want, I want things to work out like this, maybe in a relationship or in a circumstance, but I don't have control of how things work out with people or situations. All I have control of is what I do next. And then I have to leave the bigger picture to God. And like I said earlier, it's kind of arrogant to think I have so much control that I can work out how things go. All I can do is my next thing. Mm-hmm. And the, and and what we do have, uh, the promise we do have is that God will help us with mm-hmm. whatever happens, mm-hmm. and He will walk us through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so many, and there's so many scriptures that I can think of that just come to mind of just how God just really all the promises He's made to us as mm-hmm. believers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for sharing about worry. And I know that this is, will be really helpful, especially since there's some practical steps that moms can take. 
um, to get off the worry, worry go round. And I really do hope that the moms have felt like just that they can, they, they can feel our empathy for where they're, <laughs> for what they're going through. Like they are not alone. I, I talk, I thought about these ideas because it's a struggle and I'm, I'm not a young mom anymore and I still struggle with this. And I think it's something I could struggle, I, I probably will struggle with it and I'm gonna have to choose to let, let God be in charge mm -hmm. since I'm obviously not. And because I really don't wanna worry to the end of my life. So. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm encouraged by your um, honesty and also your perspective that really comes through experience. And also, uh, I, you are a very calm person. <laughs> <laughs> so you exude calmness. <laughs> so what you are doing really actually is working. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, what is God teaching you currently? It doesn't have to be you know, related to what we've been talking about, but what is something that God's teaching you now? We, we always like to ask this question to our, yeah. our guests. Well, there's all kinds of things, but one of the things is that my husband and I will celebrate our 35th wedding anniversary in a couple of months. And even after all these years, I have to consciously think about my attitude and how I can be a wife who helps rather than hurts. A wife who brings a smile to his face rather than a furrowing of his brow. So. God is, all, it's really always on my mind. I want our marriage to get sweeter and sweeter, and that happens as I learn from God and am open to his help and instruction in my life on how to be a wife. So that's what I'm currently, one of the things I'm currently working on. And I'm sure worry comes into play in that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Not Another giving into fear and choosing yeah. to trust God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, what's one way you would like to encourage the moms who are currently in the trenches? Well, it, it's a fun time in life. I know it's also, it's really hard, but it's also fun. And just to realize that life goes by really fast, one long, slow day at a time. But it goes by really fast. And I know that's cliche, but it really does go by fast. And whatever stage you are currently in, Soon this will all be but a happy memory and you will be on to the next thing. Life does not stay the same for very long. Your peaceful attitude and heart of trust in God is the best gift you can give your kids. The circumstances will come and go and change over the years, but it is a gift to yourself, your kids, your husband, if you can let these challenging circumstances teach you how to put your trust in God no matter what. Your kids will benefit just watching you do that. They will learn how to do that and it would be a blessing to them. Well, are there any other thoughts that you'd like to share or with the moms? Anything else? Yeah, I, I did this as a talk two times and it was interesting because it really made the point of how things that you worry about come and go. So I, when I first prepared the talk, I had certain examples 
And then three months later, I had other examples. <laughs> and I can always share with you my struggles in a real dramatic way and um, real circumstance-driven. And if I don't want to be constantly consumed by the worry of the day and the dramatic circumstances going on in my life that seem overwhelming, I need to put Philippians 4, 6 through 8 into practice. And like it said, I need to not fret or worry. Instead of worrying, I need to pray. I need to let my petitions and praises shape my worries into prayers letting God know my concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good, will come and settle me down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of my life. So we're all right in the middle of the drama of our lives and the worry of the day shouts loudly from the stage and the next worry is just waiting to follow it up and I'm tired and I'm sure you're tired of being chained to the circumstances on the stage. I want God's peace in my life and I can have it and so can you. So I need to jump off the worry go round into the arms of God who made everything and has everything under control. Psalm 31, 14 through 15 says, But as for me, I trust in you, O Lord. I say, you are my God. My times are in your hands. Thank you so much, Rebecca. Thanks for sharing the tools you use to battle worry. Um, that just sounds so freeing to, um, to embrace those truths. And um, your honesty in sharing gives me hope as a mom. And it's encouraging to know that worry doesn't have to master my life. Um, although it will be something that I'll have to deal with throughout my whole life. Um, but thank you so much for investing the time into just, you know, our moms that listen on the podcast. And um, yeah, I'm just so grateful for you and for well, your honesty. Thank you. And I, I definitely want to say I'm not over worry. I, I have just worried in the last day so <laughs> but it helps to have some pictures and some steps so mm. that when it comes which it will come I'll know what to do and I'll know that I have an alternative mm -hmm. and it, I mean it gives me a picture in mind that we're all wounded warriors that are helping each other mm. <laughs> so um yeah well Moms, if this has been an encouragement to you, we'd love to hear from you. And we'd also love you to share the podcast with a fellow mom who may be battling anxiety. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope that you've been encouraged to move forward in your parenting journey and that you have some practical next steps you can readily apply. Join us again next month for another Mom to Mom podcast.